phones. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. We uh, please comment, subscribe, like, and uh, today we're going to be answering core questions regarding breakups and uh, potentially talking about grief. That's um, amenable to us. Mm -hmm. So first question is, what are the most bizarre reasons for breaking up a relationship? Most bizarre reasons. Bizarre. That seems to be in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, think about experiences that where you're coaching people through breakups. If you like, because someone snores, <laughs> that is bizarre. I think when it comes to real relationship, anything that is superficial, right? I think I was thinking consider bizarre, mm-hmm. right? So snoring probably fits in that category. Although sleep is a real Sitch. Yeah, so. that could cause arguments That's all day because you're all grumpy and moody. But, so here's so here's something in that vein. For me, the bed has two purposes: fucking and sleeping. Mm-hmm. But once fucking is done, I am totally okay with sleeping by myself. Mm-hmm. So if it was a snoring thing and I love my partner and they just snored, I would just have another room specifically for sleeping. Yeah, and I'd probably turn it into a dark. Dark Black den. hole. Yeah, like yeah. No windows in it. Yeah. It's 55 degrees. I was listening oh. to a, a podcast that was actually talking about how when we go into relationships, if we have the conversations about finances and things like that, you know, you have those important topics, but nobody talks about sleep. Yeah. Like what you're like, do we, are we compatible sleep wise? That's, that's huge. Yeah. And me. I thought that was fascinating because hmm. it's so true and it goes into just how when you don't get the right sleep, it causes you to be more grumpy, which causes a lot of arguments and this and that. And it goes into the whole history about beds, about how, or separate rooms and how. Was a thing forever. No, yeah. It, it's, only a recent, yeah. it's only a recent thing that N- yeah. we sleeping together. Because before it used to be like a very communal thing, like a yeah. bed was for everybody. The like servants, like everybody slept in a bed. And I think it was like in the Victorian era or something where they started to separate, well, we have money, so we're getting our own room. So it was like a status thing. And wherever you slept in the bed, like if you slept at the foot of the bed, like it was based off of your status. Like where you got to sleep on. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? But the podcast was really good because it went over. You don't think about Sleeping compatibility. And it's also a yeah. tricky one, right? When you put that one into the, the mix. Yeah, it's weird. Like, hey, so how do you sleep? Also, Are you a morning person? If you're like a cuddler mm-hmm. who like right. wants to wrap yourself exactly. around the person while they yeah. sleep and that person is not, they're like, listen, like, I just want to sleep. Yeah. That's the situation. Because people run either hot or cold and they're like, oh, no, it's too hot. Got to get a big hug pillow. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. Here's a hug pillow. Take Superficial this. means different things, different people. So for me, superficial is like if somebody says I'm breaking up because his sex was bad, I'm like, what? Ooh. To me. I, I love that you did clarify that because yeah. to me, that, yeah, that that's not superficial. That it's very superficial sure to me. I'm like, no, I think for, for me personally, not for everyone, but for me, it's like, dude, you can work on that. Yeah. It's like to me, that is almost akin to he doesn't dress well. What, what the fuck? Which is superficial. Oh, this is such mm. an interesting topic. So... If the sex is bad, right? Why not just be best friends? You're you're placing way too much importance on sex. No, no, no. I don't place that much. Didn't importance we have this sex. conversation yes, already? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was into that famous little snippet of that my friend broke up with oh, her yeah. boyfriend because the sex was bad. That was not <laughs> it. That was a piece of it. I just hope it was in. just like you got well, grilled. This also. You got grilled in that in that video. I don't care. Yeah, okay. I but I will say, grilled, yeah. men grilled in every video. I would say, yeah, men, every, yeah, every one of us. I don't okay. care. That men generally are not the connoisseurs of sex. There is a small group of segment of the male population that is. What do you mean connoisseur? Meaning their Very standard for what okay. good sex yeah. is is like stupid. Sex is sex. Right. And unfortunately, there's a lot of women who are akin to understanding that, and so they're like. How they show up sexually mm-hmm. is incredibly low because they're like, what? The guy's just, he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. So that's a tragedy. So if a guy's like, the sex is bad, you can pretty much be sure 
It's sex is really bad. bad. Mm. Like not pizza. It's like, like fuck. Pizza can be different, but it's still mm. pizza. Right. Exactly. <laughs> pizza is normally glorious, no matter what. Except anything you've been fixed to me is is um, and you base your the breakup on that thing is superficial. So I agree with you. On for that. for example, risk to reward, but I agree. If, well, I think it's like if that's the the first time and you haven't given it a chance to fix it, then yeah, maybe that's. Superficial. But, but yeah, no offense, everything can be a really fixed. long time, and yeah. it's not getting better. Then that's why I said risk to reward. Because yeah, everything, everything can, can be, be fixed. Yeah. It's mostly like, what is my risk and sunk cost in trying to get this fixed? What is the likelihood of this getting fixed? Do mm-hmm. so you think people should get divorced because the sex is bad? No. Divorced? No, don't get married. <laughs> don't get married. Yeah. <laughs> you can stop yeah. that. No, we're talking about breakups, though. Talking about breakups. Yeah, we're not talking about divorces. Breakups? Or- so, so if somebody said, so if somebody said, I'm break. gonna, I'm, I want to get divorced. The sex was bad. That would not. That would be weird. To you, mm, that would right? be bizarre. That okay. would be bizarre. Yeah. Okay. I if that was their only argument, like sex was really bad. I mean, at least you're having it. Uh, <laughs> Here's a pro tip: if sex is important to you and it's bad, don't marry this person. <laughs> There's a reason. If it's important to you. It's, if you really don't, don't care. It's important to you. To me, it's just so weird to base some whether somebody is a relationship material based on how good they are in bed. It's okay. It's so weird. L- let me hit you another way. Yeah. Let's say the person you were in love with couldn't speak the same language you did, and you weren't able to connect meaningfully as a result of that. Would that be a deal breaker? That I don't speak the same language? I don't think that Only? you can... I don't, think don't, 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 try to dig- don't try to dissect it. Just face value. If you couldn't speak the same language, and as a result of not being able to speak the same language, you were not able to meaningfully connect with this person, would that be a deal breaker? The answer is yes. The, yeah, I would Drop not. Drop the mic. I would, right. I would not. <laughs> then there you go. That's what I mean when I say sex would be a problem because that is my language. That is how I show up in the world. Right, for you. Right. Yeah. So I get that it could be weird for you, but if that's your language, that's how you show up and connect, then that would be painful on a whole other level. What other things are vain when it comes or bizarre or superficial in your books besides snoring? Are we clarifying breakup or divorce? I'm talking about breakups because divorce Divorce, you should have been a little bit more educated going in. Yeah. Super. Um, You might not be educated though if you're. Um, arranged. Oh, oh, how about this virgin. one? How about they're late to everything? Oh my god, I literally, I'm so sorry. No. I literally just saw this happen, which is fascinating. They were late, for somebody everything. broke up. And then the other one is, uh, and now they're coming back to me. I coach enough people that these things will come up. The other one is the woman doesn't bathe enough, which Ew. made me like that. Was oh wow, really? Yeah, That's like, I asked for like, like shower or and I quote, she hasn't showered in almost two weeks. Fuck. Oh, my God. Ew, that's hygiene. I had to have a conversation with her about it. Uh, wow. Is this wife and husband? No, no break. Oh, no. boyfriend, girlfriend. girlfriend. Oh, my gosh. She better that not is... be working out because that would be nasty. I don't even uh, care. I know, but I'm just saying. It's been saying, hot. It's ex- been cold. Extra. Like, it... <laughs> You know, you sweat when you sleep. So, so hygiene, 100%. So hygiene is important. To me, that's not superficial. That's that's legit. Yeah. Right? Like, yes. hygiene's. Hygiene. That would not be a bizarre reason for me to break up with someone if they didn't bathe enough. All right, I'm just going through the, the list. Not being a good cook? No, nah, that is superficial. That's superficial. Yeah. Anything other than who the person actually is. If if it has nothing to do with who the person actually is. Like their is, character? You, you identify character. as cook? No, no. So for, no. He does not. I am cook. So, I am cook. I am cook. So, <laughs> anybody could cook. So, for example... Um, like if 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 you love somebody because they're honest, they have good character, whatever the case may be. But if you don't, if you're gonna break up with them because they're a bad whatever, they're just time management. Just, yeah, they're bad. They're they're bad at being on time. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, fine. They're still a good person. That doesn't mean they have flaws. It doesn't mean that you should break up with them. The time Nazi would say, "You don't respect my time. Time mm-hmm. is money. You don't respect me." Which is Andrea, pretty much. <laughs> No, which, which I respect. On time, so yeah, yeah. it's no, a pet she, peeve of yeah. mine when people can't make it on time. I know you're hundred percent. Right yeah. Um, but I don't know that I. Would... She's breaking up with all you. <laughs> it wouldn't be like my only reason. Like if someone was just late, like try. I don't know. Start lying to them about the time that they're supposed to be there. Oh yeah. Like, what about like a job fair, loss? Fair play. I've heard that a lot. A what? Oh, so, breaking uh, up. Yeah, like somewhere. a guy loses his job, mm-hmm. and then the wife divorces. Well, not not even breaks up. One. 
Frank, that is a great one. Depends on what his next steps are after losing the job. Is he going to sit at home and go, I'm going to take advantage of this time off and just I'm do nothing. i to try to get rich in crypto and live off the government. I don't know. Oh, wait, that's that's a whole generation. Like, <laughs> you know, he loses his job and then she's like, oh, I don't have any interest in being with you anymore. Right. Yeah. Like, it's usually more along the lines of like, he's distraught. There's right. this period of like grieving and I don't know what to do next. And like sitting at home, not doing anything. And she's like, Get up and do something. Right. Frank, would you say a guy losing his job is the equivalent of the woman putting on 60 pounds? Hmm. Okay, Benny. I'm, I'm, I'm going back to a I, podcast. I, oh, this is a good question. We had this question. I, I think this is a great question. Yeah, yeah it really depends on. I'm not going to break up with my wife because she gained 60 pounds. I'm not going to. She's not going to break up with me if I somehow. Have a dip in income. Uh, <laughs> a dip in income. That's a good way to put it. But I mean, it's it's definitely detrimental. Social equivalence, though. I would say, yeah, it's very yeah. very close. Yeah, I, I, that's a curious one, though. How many? I, I've seen this happen, but then it brings in a question, really, what the relationship is about. Yeah. Where the guy loses some level of status or financial uh, you know, gain and, as a result, loses the, the girl as well. If you're married, um, your spouse, if they lose their job, you are now, I think, endowed the position to help the team, because you are mm-hmm. a team, to figure it out. If for any reason he is in some kind of grievance of like, I lost my job, don't know what to do, don't know what to do now, blah, 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 maybe I'm going to go somewhere else, do a different, Mm -hmm. go in a different direction, then for the time being, put on your cape and be that superwoman and go make the money. As long as you guys are in the same, same page, same page about like, okay, but we got to get somewhere. You're not just going to sit and ride on my coattails for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. That's, that's fine to me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, oh, fuck you. I'm going to leave you. If the guy identifies as provider and that happens, that is a huge gut punch. It is like the woman gaining 60 pounds and not feeling secure about how she physically looks. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like for the, for a guy who sees himself as the provider and that's an important role, then if he can't find a way to provide, that's like, that's one of the toughest things that men go through. Again, my caveat is mm-hmm. we're raising a different generation of males that may or may not feel that way anymore Mm. yeah well based on stats 80 percent of women initiate divorce um or 80 percent sorry not 80 percent of women 80 percent of the divorces are initiated by women and the most common reason is um after the the loss of a job no fucking way yeah i love your stats i'm only using stats from now on i love with everything so the um, number one reason for yeah. divorce for women is loss of job, financial stress. Um, yes, the man losing his job. That was the most common reason. So I wonder, and it's hard, we can only speculate hmm. here. I wonder if it's like... Interesting, because it's like I had seen a different stat. I wonder if it's like one of those things where it's like, the sex was bad. He wasn't that great of a husband, but he provided. So I stayed with him. Now that and then he can't even provide that. that. Now yeah. he can't do that. Now I'm out. Obviously, that's pure speculation. Yeah. No way to know, but <clears throat> that could be the that could be the case. Mm-hmm. What I want to know is how many people. I'm really harping on this one now. How many people stay together because the sex is good? Mm-hmm. That number I know is high, but it's anecdotally high. I don't know if there's any real stats. So Master Kinsey, I think, actually did do a study on this, but it was a long time ago. That's a like good. good like there's a lot of of relationships where everything's shit except for sex that's good and they'll stay together huh. which makes sense in many ways what are you getting your stats frank what do you got something different but, uh, oh yeah something that comes up lack of communication lack of empathy lack of feeling supported and lack of emotional growth generally distress women more than men making women more likely to file for divorce according to a recent survey uh, what website are you getting this from for the viewers for the viewers. Divorcemag.com. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I had a whole Divorce magazine. Mag.com. Wow. Oh, DFA. According to a recent survey, the three leading causes of divorce are number one, basic incompatibility, number two, infidelity, and number three, money issues. 
So money's at least top three. According to various studies, the three most common causes of divorce are conflict, arguing, irretrievable breakdown in relationship, top five reasons for divorce, infidelity, lack of intimacy, communication, money, addiction. Oof, addiction would be gnarly. Lack of intimacy would be gnarly. That makes sense. Loss of job. I guess loss of job would probably go into finances, finances, but that's not even coming up as one of the top ones. But sex does. (laughs) I'll pull this down and I'll send it to the group. Okay, cool. And then we'll put it on. Yeah, I don't know how reliable any of these are. I just don't see money. Okay. All right, move on to the next question. Sure. Um, How do you move on after a breakup? Or you can relate that to anything. Grief. How do we move on? Well, what other choice do you have? Mm -hmm. Not moving on? Holding on to the grief. Dwelling on it. Being sad. Being how does depressed. that serve you, though? Right. That's always my question. How, is, how does that serve you? That's the problem, though. People don't ask themselves that. How is this grief that I'm holding on serving me today? I'm going to get geeky with you guys. A little geeky? Bit. Geeky? Yeah. Okay. okay. So uh, there's two laws in thermodynamics. Yep. First law is in an isolated system. Um, energy can never be can neither be destroyed nor created. You don't even have to put isolated system in there. Yeah, it's energy. Energy cannot be destroyed nor created. Mm-hmm. Second um, law is entropy. Yeah, second law is entropy. How do you know that? Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, what does that mean? Entropy. Uh, disorder. Everything then, must go from organization to chaos. Yeah. Okay. So and then and, and entropy really also defines. Has a really hard time with that. <clears throat> Entropy also defines the transfer of heat and also defines the direction in which the disorganization is going into. So first law of thermodynamics, energy can neither be destroyed nor created, which means if you're holding energy within you, that energy can never cannot be destroyed nor created. So you have to transfer it in some way. Mm-hmm. So you can either hold that within yourself or mm-hmm. you can transfer it into something positive, which is success which i told my my friend rashid just is going through a divorce himself right and i and i told him i was like hey rashid every time i had my biggest months were after i broke up <clears throat> with someone biggest months financially biggest months financially were, like why why do you dude. think that like transfer just, of energy just so huh? that people can understand like the steps that you took after breakup, initially like, they were taking. initially those that time was worse uh-huh. but when i made the decision to transfer that energy into something positive mm-hmm. there was so much of the energy in my body mm. that it, it was there was just like a like so much energy released towards working hard towards making money towards everything that came with that mm-hmm. so and it's it i would say what you're saying is beautiful i talk about this a lot with guys because it's a it's a common thing with dudes but also you know have a reservoir of energy that was being directed to a woman that is no longer going there Right, right. You're now you're suddenly not having to worry about being attentive to somebody else's needs. You can just go fucking crush. Which is why I tell dudes between twenty and thirty, go crush. Mm-hmm. Like go get your stock price a hundred times higher than what it is right now before you decide to go commit your life to someone. Because if you use all that energy towards that end, you're going to get much further ahead than when you start redirecting it too early in life. Right. Unless you, you need to take the time to like grieve or process because unfortunately otherwise that's just going to follow you into the next thing but I, I totally agree and see your guys's points and but the second law of thermodynamics it's so beautiful because you're putting direction on something that's disorganized right so you're like okay so in in thermodynamics the second law in order for something to see if it's possible or not so to observe any law of nature you know, on the surface level, you can do a mathematical equation, and usually that mathematical equation either turns into a negative or a positive. It's only possible if that mathematical equation turns into a positive. That's the most simple way I can explain it. So what that means is, okay, if you're looking at just like surface-level mathematical equations, you can relate that to things you've done in your, in, in before and use that same equation to go in a, a, a direction that may be disorganized, but will tremendously help you out, right? So 
transfer that energy and go in a direction that you've gone in before, or if you've gone to before, gone through or in the direction of whatever, um, and use that same thing that you did in the past. Now you can learn that from other people too. Like you can, if like we have something that we don't know about, we can ask a mentor and be like, Hey, you've dealt with this. How did you do it? Mm-hmm. And he can tell you, this is the equation. This is what I did. This is what I've seen hundreds of people do because I've counseled hundreds of people. This is the equation. There is a way out. There is a way to get out of the situation. And I feel like when you lose that ability to see that, then that's when you get like suicide rates go up and things of that nature. Because when people only commit suicide when they don't feel in control. Hopeless. When they feel hopeless, they don't feel in control. And there's absolutely... In the natural world, and it applies to everything, there is absolutely, absolutely control that can be adhered to, and there's an equation for everything. There's an equation for success. There's an equation for making a million dollars. There's an equation for getting over grief. There's an equation for getting over whatever it is that you have to overcome. It's out there. It's either in a book or through a mentor. Yeah. Yeah, I would say to get and beautiful. I love the incorporating first and second law of thermodynamics in there for the the geeky engineers will will resonate with that. I think um, tactically, getting over a, a breakup or grieving. There's a couple of things I would offer. Number one, find a way to keep yourself productive and growing. Find a hobby or something that's doing happy people or growing people. So if you can find something that you enjoy doing or to learn a new hobby. You'll, and there's a there's science to this. You'll create new neural pathways that will induce all sorts of happiness hormones and start making you feel better. Which is why it's not uncommon. You can back test what I'm saying. When uh, somebody becomes widowed, um, or there is a, a really tragic breakup or something of that nature, typically you see that with the one that gets over it. They pick up gardening or they pick up poetry or dancing. They find something to keep mm-hmm. themselves going that creates fulfillment in a different way. Uh, very important. Um, so that, that's the first thing I would say to put your point, Frank, find a mentor, get a therapist, somebody that can help guide you through it. That's been there knows how to get through it or is a licensed therapist and knows how to work with you to help unlock the grief and unlock the emotions that are you're holding inside. Um, and then lastly, give back. There's something so powerful about in your darkest moments, your hardest moments, learning how to give and to give to others. There's fulfillment in that. And there's a law there as well. But um, those things I think will help you tactically get through the process of just grieving and letting go, whether the the person has passed away or just you are no longer together. So a fun fact, uh, probably not fun, but worth noting the number one and most common day for breakups, December 11th, the month of December is the Christmas. most December 11th. I know. And December and second is, and second is November, which I'm not surprised. Thanksgiving, Christmas. You got well, this time of year is just so hard for so many reasons. There's energetic shifts that are going on. There's cultural shifts that are going on. And it's a time when people, a lot of people are, there's just a lot of different kinds of energy out there. And if you're not aware of it, it's easy to get mm-hmm. sucked into the vortex. Mm-hmm. Same reason why a lot of people quit jobs right now. And a lot of people start looking for jobs right now. It's a lot of the same kind of dynamics, which is why, you know, we've been talking to our teams a lot about how to navigate the holidays because we assume it's a glorious and fun time. And it really is but not for everybody. For some people, it's the hardest time of year mm-hmm. and they just want it to be fucking over. Yeah. Um, and so knowing how to navigate that is important. But yeah, December is the most common month for breakups. It was interesting because I just had this conversation with my mom yesterday um, about how stressed she gets during mm-hmm. um, end of October till the new year. And I literally was like, what? She's like, yeah, every year I just get so anxious. I get really um, stressed out. And it's happening. And I'm like, okay, well. So she feels like everyone's happiness is on her. Um, I asked that. I was like, why? She's like, well, um, financially, sometimes I just get really stressed. I'm like, okay. And in my head, I'm just kind of thinking, I'm like, I mean, for the last couple of years, I never asked or wanted anything when it comes down to presents or gifts or something like that. But that is what kind of what I thought about, because as parents, you always want to provide for your kids. And that can be very stressful. Um, but then not only that we have, you know, in our family, we have my sister and like her sons, um, well, it's hard to say, but 
her birthdays are coming, like all of that stuff is coming up and it's coming up in the next couple of weeks and that gets her stressed out and sad. And it's just kind of, I don't know, I get, I, I have to see it in their perspective because for me, like these, I love the holidays and then I'll get really sad for my family and, um, like what my sister's gone through and, um, like literally on the phone with my mom, like crying for at that moment, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like I, I forget about these parts that people grieve. And, um, mm-hmm. this is also very like emotional time for a lot of people. There's a lot of people that do commit suicide during the holidays too, because of the feelings of not being able to control or, or just tap out like me, yeah. like that are sicker already or sickly or not doing well. And they just decide like, like it's out. done. Yeah. yeah. Or like, are there like one last run through the holidays and then, mm. you know, they phase out. Yeah. So for, I was just kind of like trying to pick my mom's brain. Cause that was the first time I actually heard her say it out loud. And, um, I don't, I mean, my dad has been sick too recently and like had surgery and things like that. So she's was super stressed out about that. And I'm like, I'm so like, mom, if you ever need anything, just let me know. Like, I feel like as a human being at this point in my life, being able to be the ones for them versus the other way around, It's huge, you know, and my heart is just like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're finally opening up to me. Like you see me more as an adult versus just Mm -hmm. your child. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's been a big role for Mm -hmm. me lately. And I'm just like, I'm here for you. To me, to me, that's a testimony of a healthy parental relationship mm-hmm. where you get to a point where you become equals. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they stop being mom or dad, but you're addressed as an equal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can go up in that space because now you can help them. Mm-hmm. Right. And to me, that's what family is. It's mm-hmm. there's a reciprocal relationship. That's beautiful to even hear you share. Thank you for sharing that. Well, yeah. It's- yeah, this this yeah. is a tough time of year for a lot of people. It's amazing. It's my favorite time of the year, um, but I recognize the pain. It was my, you know, as a, as a personal piece here. My mom and I were born on the same day, November third, and so and she passed away fairly unexpectedly mm-hmm. um, some years ago. So November third is like my birthday, but it's also her birthday, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh. and she was the holidays. She she was the one that brought everybody together for the holidays. She was the one that did all the cooking and all the baking, and really brought joy to the to that connection, right? Mm-hmm. When she passed away, my family didn't quite connect the same way because mm-hmm. she was the one that did that. Mm-hmm. And so there's always, you know, I can feel that every year there's still pain and, and regret around that. That's, I didn't realize that honestly with your mom, because with my sister, her, I mean, she has her son, but then her other son passed away on her, her son's birthday, which oh, happens wow. to be the day, um, her birthday, like the day before her actual birthday. So I'm just like, you can create these kind of bittersweet moments, moments and like memories. Birth, like birthdays are a big thing, you know. Like I, I love to treat them as very Own special holiday. days. They are very yeah. special days, yeah. you know. So happy birth month! <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited. I love I love Scorpio season. Mm-hmm. Next question. Yeah. Um, what are the what are the what are the saddest breakup stories that you've heard? Jesus. Status oh, breakup go. stories. We're really okay, going, Doctor Phil. I'm done okay, let me think. Hold on. Okay. Let's talk about how to be healthy. Let's talk about sex, <laughs> baby. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about me me. other things. Let's yeah. talk about all the good things. How to and please a woman? <laughs> uh, this is. I mean, we just talked <laughs> about this, <laughs> but is it okay? Sometimes is... you definitely show up as the engineer. <laughs> yes. Not always. I show up as a cook. I'm just kidding. You definitely have an engineer in you. I am cook. Yeah. I can force it or I can naturally be that way. Um, is it right to break? We just talked about this, but is it right to break up with my girlfriend just because she's fat? Just because she's what? Just because she's fat. No, is it right for, for her to break up with you just because you suck? Yeah. Thanks, Bob. Yeah. No, it's never okay to break up with a girl. Why, why were you? Or a guy that has gained weight. Help him. It's help her. ridiculous. Yeah. That just sounds so ridiculous. Yes. Yes. At, at the, at the, yes. <laughs> Fundamentally, yes. However, if the person has decided to take on a different lifestyle and become a different person, and so, i.e., I'm going to sit on my fucking couch, be depressed, mm. and eat Doritos all fucking day and donuts, and fuck all. I don't care if I don't look good. I don't care if I smell. I don't care what I, I don't care about any of it. Well, you're not in any way in, entitled or not entitled, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, obligated mm-hmm. to stay with that person. But this is the other thing about relationships. Again, 
I'm a hybrid because in some ways I am very old school, but relationships evolve and the evolution of relationship evolving means sometimes you don't stay together and that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird to me that we think that we have to keep relationship the same for fucking 50, 60 years. Part of the reason it worked for a lot of human history is people lived for 30 years. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, that was, <laughs> that was it. It's like you tap out pretty early and you reset. But meaning if you have somebody in your life who's totally changing their entire life, don't judge them for that. That's their choice. That's their course. But you're not obligated to stay with somebody who wildly wants to change their life. Now, if they're just going through a hard time or worse, and I've seen this, they just had your fucking child mm-hmm. and you're upset with them because they don't look good after having your child. Like, fuck you. Grow up. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. Oh, it's terrible, terrible on many terrible. levels, but it's not uncommon. Mm-hmm. The other thing that that makes me think of, though, like, I don't know how many... TikToks, Instagram reels, like story highlights of women like getting it together after the breakup. They're like, he's oh, yeah. regret this. Oh, and right. Yeah. They like lose a hundred pounds and or the guy like, too, yeah. Literally the hottest mm-hmm. shit there is. <laughs> so go back and thank the guy for being a fuckstick so yeah, that you could go exactly. you had the motivation. Like maybe there's something that's in the relationship that's not like that healthy anyways mm-hmm. and yeah. by separating then True. The individuals get the time to focus on themselves and like finally hit this breaking point of like no I don't want this for my life anymore I want change so like does that mean you no, break no. up I don't know but maybe like at least have those conversations to see if that's something that you both want to work on before well, yeah. he- here's the other thing in some cases we hold each other back in the name of staying together. And mm-hmm. I don't know how you one argues for that being a good thing mm-hmm. in the next level of the game. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like to your point, it's like the, the breakup was the, the, now one could argue, well, did they have to break up for that to happen? Maybe not. Maybe there was another way to trigger that event. So sure. Um, but sometimes we don't allow relationships to evolve because we want to control and it has to stay the same and that very often earned the ends in resentment and regret. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I've seen that. I've inter- I chatted with a dude that was 78 years old and he was super jovial and very, very happy. And so I figured like, I, I wanted this. to know. I was like, I got to know. Like, why are you why so are happy? You so and he was like, happy? finally divorced my wife. <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy. It's like, what? He's like, I should have done it 20 years ago. Wow. Um, and then I had another gentleman in my life for a long time who stayed with a woman. He knew he was gay since. Um, Gay, maybe bi, but certainly gay since World War II. Um, and he was, when I knew him, he was in his late 70s, early 80s. Oh we were gosh. friends for like 10 years. Um, Wowzers. But he stayed with her because I had two children and then she got MS and was bedridden. Mm-hmm. Imagine for 20 years he stayed faithful to her and their family and then she finally passed from MS and then he got to explore his sexuality and what life was really about. But at that point he was already Mm. in his, in his later years. Fascinating. Right. Mm, Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I I think relationships evolve and that's okay, but not for superficial shit going back to the question. Mm -hmm. So breaking up over pounds, I would say very much depends on why the pounds are there. Did she just have a child specifically your child Mm -hmm. going through a stressful time? And I would start with support. And if it's like, Hey, I really don't want to be this way. And go to the gym together. Find ways to make that something you do together. There was a, a meme. Uh, I have no idea whether it's true or not, unfortunately. But there was a meme of Pierce Brosnan with his wife. And it showed when they were first together. And she was I very dainty and skinny. Mm-hmm. And then now she she looks bigger, right? Mm-hmm. And he was asked, like, hey, does that change the way you feel? I'm paraphrasing, of course. But does that change the way you feel about her? And he's like, what do you, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. She's brought, five, I think, five beautiful children and were my children into the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I see her as just as beautiful mm-hmm. as I did the day we met, which is so oh. beautiful. Now, again, mm-hmm. it's a meme, so I have no idea whether it that's based accurate. on something yeah. accurate, but the principle was beautiful, so mm-hmm. I'll take it at that. And just the, 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 I respect the that a lot. Me yeah. too. Keanu Reeves also was like that, too. Keanu Reeves is one of my favorite human beings. Oh, and yeah. I don't know him personally, but I feel like we would get along really well. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, he's, he's, he has a reputation of being very nice to people. and Kind. Very kind. Considerate. Yeah. And he is dating an older woman. I think older than himself. Okay. Huh. So, I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, it just shows that he's not superficial. He's not like, you know, he's just, yeah. Overall I think fine. you get, you know, you get to a certain point in life where 
what beauty is changes or evolves like a uh, how do I explain this? Like True. when you're in your early twenties or teens, you'll get drunk off a of shitty tequila, mm. right? Hmm. But as you get older, you want classa, you want the good stuff and it yeah. changes what your view of beauty is and what mm. you value changes and it becomes more refined. Now I wish I could say that all humans do this, but I haven't found that to be the case. But certainly as you get older, what you value is beautiful does change um, and you value different things. And physical beauty is is the eye of the beholder. I think as you age as a man, you tend to value personality more than more so than you did before. Well, depending think. on how promiscuous you are, I can't speak for myself, but at the some more point, promiscuous, the more they value uh, personality. Personality, and I've seen this over and over again, where they get to a certain point. Sorry to be crass here, but they're like all the girls just start to look and feel the same. <laughs> so it's like it all starts to blend together, and then what actually stands out? Something other than physical beauty. Yeah, that then becomes the like, hey, you have to get to me a different way. That's why I think a lot of guys should go through that phase of being a player because if, you're, if you don't go through that phase, then you end up being what a, a the wild being like scenario. Yeah, the you end up being like one of the dudes that marries a girl just because she's pretty and everybody thinks is a bitch. Like you just like, why are you marrying this girl? Like, why are you doing this? There might be other options, but your point is well taken. Yes, <laughs> the, you you need you need to understand that. Life is more than going out with someone is more than just their beauty. It's more about their personality, who they are. Are they respectful? Are they feminine or whatever, the, whatever your preference is. And when you have that preference, you, that's how you should make a decision on a relationship, not on I'm physically attracted or I'm physically whatever the case may be. That shouldn't be. You should be physically attracted to people. And that's how you should make a decision, you know, to give people a chance. But you shouldn't make the decision to be in a long-term relationship with that person just based on physical beauty. Do you and see guys do that? Yes, a lot. You see, you see older men doing that. Some older men that haven't matured. You see that just data. Your people, guys. To me, sorry to interrupt you, but guys in long-term relationship right now seem like that's those are oxymorons. <laughs> like I don't yeah. see those two going together. Period. Mm-hmm. That's why my sentiment is it's not impressive to get a guy to sleep with you. It's impressive to get a guy to commit his life to you because there's almost zero reason right now for a guy to do so. Right. And certainly not for beauty when you can just swipe right and find the next beauty. Is it left or right? I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. I don't know. Beauty is like skin deep. It's like you can get but, but beauty, beauty anywhere. I love your point. I love your sentiment. But telling a kid, which I would consider anyone sub 25, a kid for most part, right. whose T count is cracking, who wants to fuck everything they see, that there's more than just skin deep beauty, they're not listening. The only way they're going to figure that out is to go experience enough life to go, oh, well, maybe there is something to this. Right? You can't. I don't think you can convince somebody of that. What do you think? I think they have to go through that, like, that wild period. I just like at Sewing least temporarily. I want to know where that expression comes from. Anybody else heard that? Yeah. You got to sew my wild oats. It's like an expression yeah. for men or women who got to mm. go through that crazy phase where they go yeah. do dumb things. Cause then mm. in that phase, you, you start to learn that there's more than just beauty right. in, in women in general, unless you just want to fuck, then fuck for beauty. They're getting fuck for beauty's sake. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> just do that. And yeah, whatever. Um, oh, that shit was funnier to me. <laughs> Isaac's laughing quietly. <laughs> I'm going to make a t-shirt that's just going to say, fuck for beauty's sake. We could sell those t-shirts. I think we could. There's a bunch of t-shirts we fuck could sell. Fuck for beauty's sake. Yeah. We should Duty sell PNS with his face on it. <laughs> PNS. <laughs> I know a girl named Pandora once. Never got in her box, though. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's a good that okay. Probably. That's Notting Hill. It's a great movie for anybody. That should be a, a t-shirt too. Uh, it is. <laughs> it's actually oh, it a t-shirt. Too. Oh, okay. Um, okay. How do you know you're in a toxic relationship? You know. <laughs> do you, you know? know you're asking the question? <laughs> no, to be fair. Can we um, talk about other things other than toxic relationships like lifting? Uh, like what did you like, learn oh, from your last relationship? My last relationship? She's only been in one. <laughs> I'm married. One ever. One ever. Relationship? Don't tell Charles. <laughs> Don't tell Charles. Oh, I tell Charles way too much. <laughs> let's see. We should what answer the I... toxic one, but quickly, and then let's try to get into some uplifting ones. Okay. Yes, please. Um, because there is something about understanding that. And, and... Abusive. 
abusive is obvious, mm-hmm. um, and it's not just physical abuse. Verbal, emotional, verbal, emotional abuse mm-hmm. um, are not cool, mm-hmm. and those should be obvious. But I would, yeah. I would contend, toxic is also relationships that act like kryptonite. They make you weaker. Mm-hmm. You feel weaker, like you don't get to be you. Um, you're How about feeling crazy. You know, like when people are just so toxic for each other, like weak in that sense of like, sometimes I just want to go, you know, craziness. I've been in one back then in my lifetime. Probably if you literally think about murdering the other person. <laughs> that is probably toxic. toxic. <laughs> I feel like that's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of gaslighting in, in toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. That word's mm-hmm. so overused, but you're right. Yeah. Is gaslighting you- like putting the blame on somebody else or what? Gaslighting is... Shifting the other person's reality so they don't see what uh, what is actually there. For sure. So, like lying about whether or not. Oh, like why were were you out late? Oh, I was. Or making them feel like, like they're the you, bad you, person. Like in, yes. in your head, you're very angry about something. You're like, why did this happen? It's very clear. It's very objective. Uh-huh. You go to the person. The person's like, oh yeah, but this is you know this is how it really is. And then you go. And you believe it? Huh? Yeah, I didn't see it that way. Isn't that a manip? That's like. Ma- it's like manipulation. Yeah. I feel like it's the newest term now. And if you're consistently going through that, where you're, you get angry and then you change your view based on just one conversation with someone, there's probably some type of gaslighting going on. Hmm. Yeah. That's not true. Huh. And it's weird because they're so convincing. That's it's like, um, what is that word? Compulsive liar. Yeah. Right. Manipulator, compulsive yeah. liar. No, it, that's toxic. No, it, it, that toxic. It, it may not even be that. It may be that their reality is which, so strong that they convince everyone around them. Which what the this drives is. me nuts because there's what happens now where you see this get twisted the other way is when somebody wants to believe a negative worldview and then any attempt to change that perspective or challenge that True. perspective is called gaslighting. True. Like get the fuck out of here because what it. What it, oh. the, the term itself frustrates me because it removes the responsibility of the individual to be fucking strong enough and yeah. aware enough to own your own reality. Mm-hmm. It means somebody else is, is more empowered than you are, which mm-hmm. just creates victim mentality. And so yeah. there's words that we use in our society right now that, again, they have their place in the meta and the best lies are 60% truth, meaning there is, there is truth to some of these things, but they get overused as a way to remove personal responsibility. So, for instance, anyone who does things that you don't like right now mm-hmm. or does things to act in their own interest mm-hmm. is very often called a narcissist. Right? You're not doing what I want you to do. You're only considering yourself. You're telling me how I'm supposed to be. You're a narcissist. Okay, mm-hmm. well, there might be another explanation for that. Any attempt to show that there may be another way to look at something, you're now gaslighting. And it it takes, it removes the personal responsibility of the fucking person to Mm -hmm. own their shit and then blaming the other person as I'm a victim of your... Every situation requires context. Every situation requires context. But we use these things in such a way that it negates personal responsibility. And that's always concerning to me. Like if somebody's like, tax the rich. And you're like... And they're rich and they're going to the Met Gala. Come on. Well, you know what? You know what? I, I loved this. This is a totally different topic, but I was so happy to see him do this. And I can't wait to get to the status where I start fucking doing this. Mm-hmm. Somebody was... There was other memes going around and posts saying that $6 billion would would solve world hunger. And... Which is totally utter shit when you're talking about a country that literally just printed $8 trillion. Mm-hmm. Like, use your fucking head. But anyway, so Elon Musk comes out. And he goes, hey, I'll sell $6 billion of stock if you can prove to me that that's real. I'll, I'm happy to solve world mm-hmm. hunger. Mm-hmm. Crickets. Yeah. Wow. Like, fuck yeah. That's what we need. More empowered people who are willing to call out bullshit and right. actually make real change. But the snivelets have got to stop. If you're pissed off at billionaires, go become a billionaire and then give all your fucking money mm-hmm. away. Go do what you want them to do. Right. Anyway. Which, there needs to be some a, a leader that can... Has the right tact, I suppose, that can also call out bullshit on both sides. On both sides, yeah. and for for people, this is this is a strong skill set. Skill set that I could develop more. I think I could work on myself. But you can say things in a way that is disagreeable, but gets everyone to listen, to respect, and yeah. listen what you're saying. Yeah. which Donald Trump did not have. Yes. He just he what he people liked. The, what people liked about him was that he. He was just so honest, and that was refreshing to a lot of people. 
but it also Honestly, created a lot of be the right word authentic authentic genuine to who he is he was genuine to who he was and that's what people love because they're like we don't want to deal with politicians because they're backstabbers and they they lie they say one thing to your face and they do something so that resonated with people but what it also did is it created a lot of enemies that mm-hmm. made his job ineffective yep. in a lot of areas so all right let's get back to relationships positive ones what do we got positive questions what is a positive thing you learned about the last relationship you were in? You just whipped that one out. What a curious. Yeah. <laughs> what a curious. Anyone, anyone have any positive questions? Yeah. How do we increase the love in our relationship? Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> I like the um, post that Tom Bilyeu had put um, on his Instagram yesterday. Oh, Tom. So seven things you shouldn't hide from your partner. One, Ooh. your true self. Two, your spending habits. Three, your need for alone time. Four, your future baby plans. Five, your long-term goals. Six, your sexual desires. And seven, your cell phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I dig it. That's a, good, it. That's, a good, that's a good thing to talk about. I agree. Yeah, I do. In fact, I that's agree. a good litmus test for whether or not you should be committing lifelong to someone. If you if you can't pass arguably all seven of those things, right? Mm-hmm. That would probably tell me that there's work to be done before you get to the next level. Mm-hmm. Word. That's really good. I really like that. What's, what's something positive you took out of a negative circumstance in a relationship? To not be identify the negative again. circumstance, and then what do you take positively from that? Mm-hmm. I try to do this all the time. Mm-hmm. The, the the loving story is. For me, everybody is showing up and playing the role necessary for you to learn the lessons you signed up to learn. Give us an example of that. Let's say in your own in your own life. Let's say you're dealing with somebody. So for, I'll, I'll pick on my mom since she's already tapped out. My mom was very emotional, very unstable emotional. Like that's she processed her world through fear and emotion. So instead of judging her for that. I thanked her for being an example of what not to be and learned how to become emotionally grounded mm-hmm. where I'm not like, I don't have an issue with emotion. I love emotion, but I do not allow emotion to rule my decisions or my behavior. Make sense. Mm-hmm. So instead of seeing her or like, like I know from coaching and, and working through things with people, how often they blame their parents for their, like, I'm like this because my mom was like this, or I'm like this because my dad was like this. Mm-hmm. Or they resent their parent for showing up a certain way. For me, it was, what can I learn from this person? And that's always the case, right? Because I fundamentally believe I can't control anyone other than me. So how somebody shows up in relationship for me is simply an opportunity for me to learn what is the best way I can respond. What is in this for me to learn? What can I do better? What can I control? Yeah, what can I control? Which I'll save you the punchline. It's only you. Hmm. But that doesn't mean the trick with that, and I'm endearing to a fault probably in that, that doesn't mean to stay in relationship beyond its due course, right? Where some people will hold that mentality and it's a beautiful mentality, but then they end up staying stuck mm-hmm. because they won't disengage from the relationship because they're just focused on how they can grow. And there are times when you should. What I've learned in uh, business relationships in general and the relationships where there's some type of fruit that comes from that relationship, what I've learned is Usually arguments stem from you not being good enough. Or feeling like you're good enough? No, no. Let me explain it in a different way. Okay. Kobe Bryant. He disagreed with almost everyone on his team. His team hated him during multiple situations. But nobody argued with him. They just fell in line. He was so good Mm -hmm. that nobody questioned. Nobody mentions Kobe's bad attitude, his... Ability to be extremely selfish. Nobody mentions those things. Except they just, Shaq. yeah, except for Shaq. They only mention he scored 81 points in a game. He did this or that. So, in a business relationship, what I've learned is if there's any argument that is happening, it's because I haven't proven myself at, at some point. And I wish uh, there was a wall dedicated to this concept <laughs> where it's just like a hole, the biggest wall in the what fucking building. You Let's just make it up as we go here. We, just, something. Uh, we would be say be so good. Be so good. I heard you this fucking like, there's always room for the best. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. that's pretty good. Put it on the wall. 
Let's take a picture of it too. <laughs> um, no, I love that. pictures I behind it. I think that's better. Oh, yeah. All the cool shit we've done. <laughs> it's a good call. It's a call up. But yeah, if, if you're ever like, why isn't this person listening to me? Well, be so fucking good. Nobody's fucking questioning you. Mm-hmm. That's just how it has to be. Yeah, except for the internet, but don't listen to the internet. <laughs> but then what happens, I think, a lot is on people on the internet, keyboard warriors, they start going, oh, it's because of this. They blame externalities. Mm-hmm. They blame the economy. They blame other people being evil. They blame <laughs> rich people taking advantage of them. Instead of, like, dude, you just have to be better at what you do, and everybody will listen. You won't be questioned. There will be no arguments. They'll just be like, oh, shit, let's just do what he says or she says. Yeah, not just not just your intelligence because there's a lot of people that will show up with verbally show up very intelligently, but their life doesn't bear fruit to what they're saying. And right. the Internet mm-hmm. is full of people like that, right? What they're saying sounds really beautiful and articulate, but based on their life, it's still a theory to them. It's not experiential knowledge. Mm-hmm. and You can feel that. It's not integrated knowledge. So... Look for people. It's a fundamental principle. Look for people who have what you want and figure out how they got it. Like, and that's that simple. And, and if you start adhering to that, you're right. And a lot of arguments, well, I think we were sharing this on another podcast, when you're in your early part of life, there's a lot of chippy arguments because no one's proven shit yet. So nobody really knows whether mm-hmm. what they believe is true. Thus, it's very emotional and it's a lot of back and forth and never gets resolved. When you actually start showing up and proving concept, People stop arguing with you because they have nothing to argue with. You got the fucking result, mm-hmm. right? That's the game. So keep your head down, be quiet, go get it done. And then at some point people will start asking you for advice. And I think I appreciate the process too. Yeah. Appreciate the process. It's okay if people aren't, you know, adhering to your philosophies or whatever the case may be. Just keep working, keep your head down. Eventually, You'll get the result if you just do the right things. It's like a law of nature. If you keep doing the right things, it's eventually going to happen for you. Just keep doing the right things. What is that? Things you can control on a daily basis. What are those things that contribute to the bottom line or whatever the case may be? You focus on those things alone and you keep doing those things, you will build momentum that will eventually lead to a result. The three great illusions. We kind of hinted on a couple of these. The first one generally that you lose is the illusion of control. Right, the ability to control anything. Specialness, duality. And the yeah. other two and is control. specialness and duality. Yeah. But the first one is control. That's usually the one you lose first. Duality is what you lose second. Once you understand the nature of duality, it's easy to lose specialness. But those three things keep people trapped. And they're hard. It's a hell of a swallow for most people. Mm-hmm. Shall we land it? Um, let's, uh, just one last question. Okay. What are areas in which... We all feel, or you feel, that you could be so good you, you can't be ignored. What are areas in your own life specifically um, that you should work on that would make you be better? Oh, I'll start. I'll start with this podcast. Let's get to a million followers. Then there we go. Ooh, That's the result. Oh, yeah. Nice, tangible result. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Then Sabs will be like, what, what, what do I need to pay everyone? Correct. Yeah. Hmm. That's very true. Mm-hmm. That's you're next. Um, I think for me, it's funny that you say this. I'm about to go through, enter my seventh phase, um, life phase, mm-hmm. just a few days. And that brings with a lot of transition for me. And I think one of the things that I have done unconsciously for a long time and I've gotten better and better at it <clears throat> is I have slowed myself down to wait for others. Mm. And I'm done. I'm coming out unleashed. I will no longer wait for anyone. It is time. And mostly because I feel an absolute compelling uh, force of you can no longer wait. So meaning showing up in the most authentic version of myself, which I generally am very authentic, but I I do hold myself back more than I realize because I want to go with everyone. And then it's the remembrance that not everyone wants to go. Mm -hmm. So I'm done with it. That's my commitment on this podcast, November 1st. There was a, a famous rapper. I, he, it, went, it went viral, and he said, you being fully you is going to piss off a bunch of people. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he ended it with, fuck them. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the good news is I don't struggle with caring too much what other people think of me as a whole. Mm-hmm. But you're absolutely right about that. The louder you are and the more authentic you are, you, you'll have two camps, people who love you and people who hate you. Yeah, the more real you are, the more haters you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just, it is what it is. I wonder if anybody hated Mother Teresa. Oh, yeah. A lot yeah. of people. Oh, yeah. She called out Daddy. Prime Minister. <laughs> she was not political at all. She was so good she couldn't be ignored. Hell, yeah. I know. She was, was so damn I was good. I a counterexample. Christ, potentially one of the most perfect avatars we've had. Krishna is another one. Buddha another one. They've all were hated. There's, there's an inverse relationship between how good you are and how political you have to be. There's that word again. Yeah. Political. It's true. Like if, if you're so, if you're so damn good, you can't be ignored. Kobe Bryant. I mean, he had faults. He had uh, flaws, but he was so damn good that everybody ignored all of his flaws. I love that you bring it up Kobe and cause that's more relevant to you. I think of the gentleman before him that made him who he is, which Michael. is Michael and yeah. Michael was, you know, I again, don't know him personally, but he was a better leader than Kobe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But that's, that's the sentiment you hear from him is he was so fucking competitive. It didn't matter whether he was playing golf or, pick up sticks or whatever it was. He was a savage about it. Mm-hmm. But let's get to everyone else and then land this yeah. thing. Make sure they answer. Yeah. <clears throat> can you repeat the question? This is <laughs> an area where we think we can improve, that if we improved, it would be so good. Yeah, I would say this way to clarify for everyone, I would say, is the, this is what Frank is asking, what is the one thing that if you got really good at, solves for the most other things that mm-hmm. will make everyone take notice? Your guys' points just shit on what I, I know. <laughs> So mine's more around not just being myself because in order to influence or control outcomes and get more of the desired result that I want, I need to like shut down the emotional, like high Mm. side of me and like, really? But here's the point. You're bringing up something that's really beautiful. That are at least in our business that know that about me and just respect it because I have brought the results within our business but that doesn't apply with everywhere else in life or first impressions and so i just and and here's the thing the human experience you can have two people learning opposite truths that sound like they're contradicting each other and they're not they're just learning opposite truths does that make sense Mm -hmm. so like you could have somebody who is learning how to be committed and the other person is learning how to not be committed Right? And you're like, well, what the fuck? Like, how could that both, both coexist? Mm-hmm. Because they're learning different truths. There's different right. things that they need to learn in this life. So that doesn't, that makes total sense to me. Hmm. <laughs> Sipping your tea. <laughs> Smalls? Coming into it. Um, yes. I want to. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Again, I feel like I'm getting shitted on, too. <laughs> I feel like we should have went this way. <laughs> no, because then we would have been like, oh, yeah. yeah. We would have started yeah. with, I don't know, <laughs> meal prepping first. <laughs> I'm pretty good at life, actually. So, so Molly doesn't have anything to, to be honest. I'm pretty badass. I'm really owning life right now. Let's <laughs> check in in another year. <laughs> you know. This year has been a lot of self awareness and strength. Um, no, I have a lot of goals. I mean, I, f- I feel like I still want to find a, a partner right now when it comes to business, right? Like, it's, it's I, I feel like my I'm standards like, what are happened little- to Charles? <laughs> 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 there, no. They my personal, you know, Wait like, a second. My personal, my personal <laughs> business, blah, blah, blah. Hi, <laughs> if anyone is out there watching and needs some life goals or ign- life experience, experience, work goals, please hit me up. <clears throat> um, I'm looking for someone to come right back into it. Um, I guess being a leader in that sort, because I don't think I was the best leader or ways to influence that person that left me. Um, I have things to learn. <laughs> what could you have done that would have led to you being so good that they wouldn't have left? Um, not be oh, super right. trustworthy, I guess. Like I trusted completely. I, but I think my issue was... I'm going to bring my personality up. I'm a super high I, D. <laughs> Where's my D's at? Two hands up. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty parts of things, like my C personality was not there. So I didn't actually get to inspect everything that was going through. Um, I just kind of believed everything was going through kind of perfectly. Yeah. Um, so I want to get better at that kind That's of. huge. 
the big thing. one. So that's my thing. You and you and I's disc profile journey has been very similar. When I first started <laughs> the business, I, mm-hmm. I, I, D was legitimately I, very I, close. Me too. <laughs> um, and now I'm very high D and mm-hmm. my I and C are aligned. That's my that goal. was the piece that I had to learn was, and it wasn't because I can't, I wasn't capable of bringing up the C. I just don't enjoy it's harder. reading and yeah. C. It's not the energy I enjoy. And you have to have that. You have to. If you're yeah. going to run a business. If you're going to run a business. Yeah. So that is mine. You can't do things it. recklessly, but you can't wait forever to get things done. Okay. I got to run a leaders meeting and I really want to hear from I'm these so two. Sorry. Um, okay. So don't for me, it has been um, constant and never ending improvement. So constantly trying to become that sponge of reading things, listening to things, um, because that my team is growing pretty quickly. So I'm like, I'm trying to make sure that I am the leadership that they need to become what I am now. Mm. Um, and so between that and systemizing and overseeing so many different, um, businesses, I think just constantly learning new things because people stop once they think like, Oh, I know everything or, Oh, I don't, I don't really like reading or I don't really like learning. Um, but it's, there's something new to be learned every single day. And so I'm like making it a point to read as much as I can, to learn as much as I can, because there's so much to be learned in business that can be learned from anything. So that's my my current one. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of time to think and I'm still like, (laughs) Oh God. Um, but I think the first one that comes to my mind, um, has to do with communication, because I think that I have, I can write really well, uh, and I can get my points across really well through writing. You can, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like I don't, it's not the same verbally, and I feel like if I could do that, that would be amazing, because there's there's so many, like, things, I don't know, there's so many things that I wish I could articulate and just really, like, convey that message, and I I there's a lot of influence that comes with that. And I, and I know I have a lot to offer and I don't want to sit on that. And I feel like yes. communication, that would just, oh, that'd be great. So it's in the books. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Yeah. First, November first. we've accounted for this with everyone. We're going to check back in in three months. See how we're doing on this. Mm, okay. Good. Uh, thank you for joining us. We look forward to conversing with you in the future about, Uh, any aspect that will help you just improve your life. Uh, Thank you so much. We hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for coming. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for coming. Later.